Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. I'm Michael Anderson, and our show today is all about the American dream. We have Hussam Hishmay in the studio. He and his brothers bought 82 Domino's pizza restaurants, and we'll talk to him about how he got started. We hope to make the next 30 minutes a very good investment of your time. Thanks for joining us. Michael Anderson is the CEO and Chief Investment Officer at Maranatha Financial. Due to industry regulations, he will not discuss any of Maranatha's investments on this program. All opinions expressed by participants on this program are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Maranatha Financial or its affiliates. The information should not be relied upon for purposes of transacting securities or other investments. Please consult with a financial advisor. For more information, visit Maranatha.com. It's time for Big Money in the 805 with your host, Michael Anderson, bringing you a feature interview, a local nonprofit spotlight, and some financial wisdom. Get local and relevant information for the 805. For show notes and more information, go to Maranatha.com. And now here's your host, Michael Anderson. Welcome to the program. Today we're discussing the American dream. How do you get started? How do you buy a business if you have no money? Today we have our feature interview with Hussam Hishmay of Hishmay Enterprises. It's going to be a great show. And we'll be discussing the finance principle of leaving a legacy. How do you want to be remembered with your legacy? We'll show you how to address that question. We do put the link to this show on our Facebook page. Check us out on Facebook. Like our page, Big Money in the 805. We have a question of the week for a $25 gift card to Social Tap in Ventura. Like our page on Facebook to learn more. Today's feature interview is brought to you by Geico Local Office, car and homeowners insurance for the 805. You could save up to 15%. Call 805-487-7847. Geico Local Office. We have Hussam Hishmay in the studio today. Hussam owns 82 Domino's stores. The first store was in Santa Paula, California. He bought it in 1989 as a college-age student. He's very active in the community and supports local events, and he's the immediate past president of the Rotary Club of Ventura East. He's born and raised in the country of Jordan, immigrated here to the United States at the age of 18 years old, and he bought the Domino's Pizza with his two brothers at the age of 19. It's a pleasure to have you on the program. Thanks for being here today. Thank you. My pleasure. So you have 82 stores now, and are they all located in California? Where are they? We're in, in California and Arizona. In California, we're from uh, Simi Valley, and we go up to Santa Rosa and into the Central Valley and Ventura County, Santa Barbara. About 58 stores in California and then about 24 in Tucson, Arizona. I want to ask you about how you guys got started in getting that first store. I've heard you tell this story. I've really appreciated everything you do in the community. I see you around. We're buddies, and, and I just love this story. But Domino's has made so many good decisions over the years, and I joke that Google and Domino's, they both went public around 2007, and we joke about this. Guess which stock has done better? It's been Domino's stock. They've outperformed Google, and it just goes to show that the leadership at Domino's has made many great decisions. Let me ask you about that, and then I will go into the history of how you got started. But can you tell me about some of the changes you've seen at Domino's being made, and how is it different today than it was 10 years ago? 
Well, at the beginning, it was very simple menu when they started pizza and Coke, not even Diet Coke, just Coke and pizza. And there wasn't any crust different. It's only hand tossed. And then through the years, you know, I've been doing this like for about 28, 29 years. It's, it's funny how fast things go. Seen it, all the changes start bringing Diet Coke, bringing another crust, then started sandwiches, started some breads, a little bit of pasta. And all along, while our technology age and improvement happening, we started using computers. You can only imagine what would it be running 82 stores with no computers. You need like a thousand employees to keep up with the paperwork. And now like with the five to six employees, you can run a whole 82 stores back operation. I'd love to start with you like about like my, my how how we started. Let me start with that. I want to ask you about how you got started. And I, I've heard this story and I was hoping I could start off this story and you could sure. pick it up. You and your brothers, you're working as an employee at Domino's Pizza. Your plan was to go to college. You're 18 years old. You guys are good employees. You're learning management skills. And you asked the owner, you said, hey, how can we buy a store? We see everything's going good here. We're helping you run your store. What did she tell you at that time? And, and take us from there. Walk us okay. through that moment to getting your well, first store. I came in 1988 and my brother Sam was there like two years before me and my brother Walter a year before me. And they both were working at Domino's while I got here and I had to stay home by myself, uh, going to college. Yeah, like my brothers are earning money. I wanted to get a job badly. Start begging, like, please take me to work. Take me to work with you. I worked for free for a month before they even <laughs> like hired me. I was cleaning the place at the end of the day. I tell you what, I love that. And the lady who owned the stores, she was in her late 20s, beautiful lady from Thousand Oaks. Still, like, till the day, like, we owe her everything. Her name is Jill Ledro. If you ever see her, say hi to her and tell her that the Heshmays always love her. Start working there, work making pizzas because I didn't have a driver license. While my brother Walter was delivering, my brother Sam was managing the store. We told Jill, we, would, we knew that, that you have to have a year of management in order to buy a store. And my brother Sam finished his year of management. We told Jill, we're interested in buying a store, but we don't have any money. She's like, let me see what I can do for you. And we thought like, whoa, she even listened. Like I, I would like as a kid thinking like, oh, that did not just happen. Well, she came back. There is a store in Santa Paula. They're about to shut it down probably tomorrow. If you guys are interested, go drive up there and let me know what happened. We drove up there. We like Santa Paula store is in a like an offsite kind of like area. Like there's an alley down the street. Not the greatest location, but yeah. We walked in there and everything's there. There's ovens, there's phones. The owner was there. We come in, we started like walking around. We talked to him. He whips out a piece of napkin, writes a contract on it. We sign it and he walks away. We never ever saw him again. Wow. <laughs> wow. So that's a big risk. I mean, here you are, you have no money to buy this store. This store is going out of business, but you and your brothers, you say, hey, we want it. We'll take it. We're going to work super hard and make it work. Failure is not an option. We're putting everything into this. And it worked. Well, you, you said the magic word, risk. And when you're 19, 
you're starting life and don't have anything there's nothing to lose there's no risk right. you're only the only risk is you <laughs> yeah, yeah and everything else is a positive whatever you're gonna put whatever you're gonna make is gonna be like the fruit of your your work we worked really really hard we loved working the first year i promise you i was going to full-time to school in LA Valley College while working like 70, 80 hours. No life whatsoever besides work and, and school. And I don't know what how many 19-year-olds would do such a thing. Everything shut off, you're just working. We paid our dues, I, for sure. We slept in the store here and there when there was a big storm and I did not want to drive back into the valley. At the beginning, we we're still living in the valley. Well, our store is in Santa Paula. And then the next move was we rented a place in Ventura. You know, all this three brothers working really hard. We have family in, in California, uncles, aunts, grandparents, and everybody was impressed by how much we're putting into it. The next store comes up is a store in Ojai after a year. It was 1990, maybe 91, but I'm thinking like for sure, like late 1990. And they wanted a lot of money. At the time, 375,000 was such like like we unheard of for us you know we joked around with my uncle telling him like hey there is a store it's one of the top in the nation and they want three hundred seventy five thousand dollars for it he's like i have the money and i'll lend it to you but like i want 50 percent of the store my dad at the time like moved to the state in at the beginning of 1990 right after the iraqi kuwaiti war happened him and my mom and my sister and brother moved here and my dad is an accountant very accomplished accountant in Jordan. For us, we were young and <laughs> dumb. We thought accounting in Jordan is not the accounting in the U.S. That doesn't like, I don't, like <laughs> yeah, like old man, what does he know? My dad was like hardly 50 years old at the time. And we thought he's over the hill, come in right. and, and, and retire and have fun like a few years. But my dad till today works with us full-time he's an equal partner between all the brothers so he comes to my uncle is like there's a paperwork this is how things gonna work we'll give you 30 percent of the business and we borrow the money at 10 percent of the time no bank will lend you money at right when you're like 19 so this was another you. big risk it was a yeah. big risk to take the first store you didn't feel like you had much to lose right that's doing well the second store comes up it's a lot, a lot of money you're taking a yeah. lot more risk you have something to lose absolutely but you still take the risk well and, at the time, like, again, my uncle took the risk on us. Right. We didn't have that. But everybody's and, betting on you. And you have a right. proof of concept of, of course, what you've done. It has been working hard. You're showing that you're willing to work hard. And and, and that fear is really important of losing. Right. You yeah. know, you want to feed up of that. You want to prove everybody's wrong. You know, at the time when we bought Santa Paula stores, all my uncles and aunts, like, were saying, don't go to Santa Paula. You guys going to get killed. This is a lot of gangs <laughs> at the time. And the store was not in the perfect location. Well, we did not listen. <laughs> right. Well, you, you had to trust the dream and yes, work hard absolutely. and go after it. Let's talk about that for a second, because there you are in Santa Paula. It's your first store. You did great. When you think back of that and other business people come to you today mm -hmm. after seeing the success you guys have had, they say, what advice do you give them about starting a business? What are the first two years going to be like? What do you glean on them? I would say like two things. There's no such thing as 40 hour week. Whatever there is a job to get done, it needs to get done. You know, if it takes a month, it takes an hour, it takes 
whatever it takes it needs to get done and the other thing be hungry and don't be like want to see the the result right away because our first year in Santa Paula I promise you there was no money at the end of the day you know doubling nothing is still nothing it took few years to see any results out of Santa Paula and when we start seeing results it was like here's a hundred dollars a week go spend it any way you want just don't come back with that go have fun try to, to get a break that's good that's very good let's now pivot over to talking about the last few years you guys have 82 stores now you've built from that first store to the second and now here we are 2017 you have 82 stores how has the last three years been for you what are the lessons you've learned from scaling your business up to the level it's at that's a beautiful question we started like again we we have a system we're five brothers one sister mom and dad and now seven of the nephews are in the company and the seven of the nephews kind of came in in the last two years we have an equal partnership all the brothers, the mom, and like everybody gets paid the same amount of money. Each person does a different job. And um, when we start growing, there was few of us who said, we'll get it done. You know, I will travel as I'll drive as much as I need to drive. I will go anywhere. I will never say no to anything. I'll make it happen. It was that beautiful time too. like, uh, we're just getting into our 40s. And I don't know, like, 40s is a great time in a man's life. It's where like uh, the golden years starts and you're almost invincible. You you want to get things done. You want to you want to accomplish even more. You want to like create that legacy that you want to talk about later. Yeah, right. We were very lucky. My we have a brother who's a lawyer, a brother who's a computer engineer, a couple of brothers who've done marketing, a sister who's done like real estate within the company. We're very blessed that we all get along. We love each other. We have uh, that family value that we grow with, and opportunities will start coming like to us. You know, Obamacare scared a lot of people. They wanted to run to the hills, you know, thinking that was going to ruin their business. I had never done anything, you know. Yes, it cost us almost like a million dollars a year from money that we didn't have, but it came. I don't know how it, if there is a need, there is a way. Right, right. <laughs> you know, one thing I, I like give my my greatest advice to everybody, don't buy into all the noise around you. Yes, listen, but don't get scared. Don't get too emotionally like frightened. You're not in this alone. If somebody's going to make more money, you eventually will make more money. You know, the increase of minimum wage really scared us at one point, like going from, I've seen it at 375 now it's all the way to like 11 bucks or 10 mm-hmm. you, you It's going up a lot. And it's it going really a buck every year. Yeah. And yet the prices of pizza did not move. Hmm. Yeah, a good point. But you're yeah. selling more so you, you can afford more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're talking with Hussam Hishmay, owner of 82 Domino's Stores. As we close out, I want to have another question or two I have for you. I know you do a lot in the community. You and your brothers, you know, you're in the Rotary Club of Ventura East. And what are some of your favorite projects in the community that you've been able to participate in? 
I participated in a lot of things in the community. Again, we love where we live. Ventura County is the greatest place on the face of earth. Trust me, I've been a lot of places. There's no weather like it. There's, the people of Ventura County are incredibly generous with their time and money. And, and we get together and we make things happen. The Botanical Gardens is coming to life. Look, guess what? Everybody in town is supporting that project. There's Project Understanding. There's a lot of youth organizations, like absolutely amazing. Salvation Army. What a wonderful group of people doing a lot of good things in town. I am all about giving. I'm, my biggest belief is never, it's not what you got, it's what you can give that matters to people. You're not taking anything with you. So make sure you give and give generously and, and your time is the most precious thing you can give. So if you can give time, you don't have to give money. Hussam, thank you so much for being on the program today. I hope you come join us again sometime. Thank you. You can go to dominoes.com to learn more about Domino's order a pizza. It's a technology company that happens to sell pizza. Domino's.com. Thanks so much, Hussander. Now it's time for the nonprofit spotlight with your host, Michael Anderson, on Big Money in the 805. Nonprofit Spotlight. Here's a local group we want you to know about. Nonprofit Spotlight. Brought to you today by Spanish Hills Country Club. Taste the elegance. Golf athletic and social memberships. Visit SpanishHillsCC.com or call Cindy 805-388-5000. Today we have with us Mark Kerwin. He's a lawyer with Kerwin and Francis here in Ventura. He started a nonprofit called Kerf, Kerwin International Relief Foundation. Mark, welcome to the program. Good to be here. Thank you. Mark, tell us about what your nonprofit does and what you guys are up to. We help out with second-stage disaster relief, usually after the first responders have gone, uh, when people are still needing a lot of items to get back their lives back in, in shape, such as household goods, food, things like that. Because when disasters happen, as you can well imagine, a lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck lose their job. They need help getting back on their feet, and we do that. We do that with hurricanes, earthquakes, floods, and then sometimes and often that leads into secondary work, helping out with education, such as providing schools in developing countries with material for teaching the students who often have no materials because one leads to the next. And what are some projects you're currently working on? We've seen some crises recently. Are you involved with any of those? Yes, we are. We're working with our local Rotary Club of downtown Ventura, the Lions Club, and a couple other Rotary Clubs, and we are going down to help out with Harvey Relief, the second stage of Harvey Relief. There's been a lot of homes that have been gutted and are in the rebuilding stage, but there's a lot of people with nothing to put in those homes. And again, the distribution centers are probably running low on food right now, so we're going to go down and help out with that. And how can the community support what you're doing or follow what you're doing? What are some things that they can do to help you? Well, we take online donations at KIRFAID, K-I-R-F-A-I-D dot org. And we will take those donations down. And the only thing I can promise is that we'll go to help the people. If it doesn't, we return the money. Never return a cent yet. Great. And then do you guys have a Facebook page or any other information about what you guys are doing as well? Or is it best to go to KIRFAID.org? KIRFAID.org. Okay. So that's K-I-R-F-A-I-D dot O-R-G. Thanks for being on the program today, Mark. I really appreciate it. I look forward to hearing about what you guys are doing. Thank you. Y'all have a good day. 
Hi, this is Michael Anderson, Certified Financial Planner. I've dedicated the past 12 years to researching different investment ideas. There are no guarantees when investing, but with a little help, you can find the right approach. I have built AllocationLink.com specifically for you. AllocationLink.com is investment management made simple, smart, and low cost. AllocationLink.com can have your account set up in less than 10 minutes. You don't need to have a million dollars. You don't need to have $100,000. You can get started with as little as $250 today. The secret to investing is regular contributions and giving it time to grow. Please check out my website online. I think it will be a great resource for you. AllocationLink.com is investment management that is smart, low cost, and automatic. Please visit AllocationLink.com to learn more. Or you can leave me a message at 805 665 3767. Get ready to take some notes. It's time for the two minute drill with Michael Anderson on Big Money in the 805. Two minute drill. Grab a piece of paper and a pencil. It's time for today's two minute drill. Brought to you by Geico Local Office, car and homeowner's insurance for the 805. You could save up to 15%. Call 805-487-7847. Geico Local Office. Today's principle is about leaving a legacy. Sometimes we're so focused on building financial assets, we forget about the personal legacy we leave behind. What impact do you want to leave on your friends and family after you're gone? There's a quote that I love about this from Shannon Alder. Carve your name on hearts, not tombstones. A legacy is etched into the minds of others and the stories they share about you. What stories do people share about you? What values, philosophies, and principles do you want to ensure are passed down to future generations? Jim Rohn has a quote about this that I want you to think about. All good men and women must take responsibility to create legacies that will take the next generation to a level we could only imagine. I deal with this in financial planning every day. Many of us are so busy accumulating or preserving wealth that we don't think much about our personal legacy that we want to leave behind. It's not only about leaving a large sum of money behind, but it's also about having your heirs understand the essence of who you were what you value in life, and how you can be the guidepost for them moving forward. Today's principle is leaving a legacy. Make an effort to write down the values and principles that you would like to leave as your legacy. And remember the quote that Shannon Alder said, a legacy is etched into the minds of others and the stories they share about you. If you need additional help or want some planning on this, you can speak with a fee-only financial advisor at napfa.org, or you can also contact me directly by visiting my website, Maranatha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com, or leave me a message at 805-665-3767. You're tuned in to Big Money in the 805 with Michael Anderson. Now it's time for Michael to go to the mailbag and answer some questions from listeners. Mailbag, we answer your questions about money, Wall Street, and local issues. Brought to you by AllocationLink.com. Investment management that is low cost, smart, and accessible by all. Learn more at AllocationLink.com. And the first question, Don from Camarillo asks, When I put money into a 401k, what am I putting money into? 
Well, Don, the 401k, your company you work for, has set up this retirement vehicle, 401k. And as you're contributing into that, each paycheck, they're taking money, putting it into that, it's invested. They're trying to make it easier for people to understand this, but it's either low risk, moderate risk, or maybe more aggressive risk. You get to choose what it's invested in. Most of the time, it's something to do with the stock market or bonds, and that can be a good thing for you. So as long as you understand it can go up, it can go down. And most people, when you have problems saying, I want to know more, that's not enough. I want to know more specifically, what is it invested in? Well, that's when you want to hire someone. I'd recommend NAPFA.org. That's the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors. You can find someone local near you. I am one of those advisors. Maranatha.com is my company. You can find me on that website or you can contact me directly. But someone will sit down with you for a few minutes. You can pay them just for their advice on what you should be doing. And they'll be able to give that to you. Your money will stay at the 401k provider. But 401k is a lovely vehicle to save for retirement. Everyone, if you have a company, they offer a 401k, do it. Regardless of however much they match, do it to the maximum extent that you can. They allow you to put 17000 in there per year. Do it. Next, we have Annie from Ventura. Annie wants to know about starting a retirement account for her children. Annie, that's a very good question. I get that sometimes. Should I start a 529? Should I start a retirement account? What can I do for my kids? Here's a simple caveat. A retirement account, an IRA or even a Roth IRA is a great vehicle for your kids. If they're working and earning money, they can contribute money into an IRA. An IRA will grow tax-free. They can get it when they are able to pull it out. If they're over 59 and a half, they can pull it out tax-free. If they're not 59 and a half and they want to use it for school or some other purpose, you can pull out what you've contributed and there's no penalty on that. An IRA is a wonderful vehicle as long as your child has an income that they're earning, they're allowed to do that. So it's a very good tool. Annie, good luck with that. And our final question is from Jessica in Ojai. Do you have any financial books or podcasts that you recommend? There's some wonderful books. I love what Dave Ramsey puts out there. Rick Edelman is very good. Clark Howard. So there's a lot of good information that's being put out as far as financial literacy and gaining information on how to do this the smart way. The interesting thing is there's a lot of changes too in the way the industry runs. It used to be you go, you buy a stock. And nowadays people are going and they're buying an ETF, an exchange traded fund, or you're connecting with one of these tools like Betterment has passive investing. It is very forward thinking investing in terms of which ETF should you be buying and how much and how are they associated with your risk tolerance. All of that has been automated on their technology platform. I partnered with them on Allocation Link, so I'm very happy with what they're putting out there. It's very good in terms of doing it smart and embracing technology. So good luck with that, Jessica. And if you have a question for the mailbag, submit it online at marinantha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. Well, that does it for our show today. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out on iTunes. If you're liking the show, please give us a positive rating and review. We really appreciate that. 
And all the previous shows are also on my website, marinantha.com. Special thanks to People Media with John Lockhart, along with Social Spice Marketing with John Boring. If you need any help with financial matters, you can always contact me online at marinantha.com. M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. Leave a message on my answering service, 805-665-3767. Have a great week and join us again next time. Do you ever question if your investments are right for you? Do you own any annuities, retirement accounts, or have other money you want help with? Have you ever wondered what your advisor is making or how they get paid? Get a free second opinion. Talk with Michael Anderson. Certified Financial Planner. Call his answering service today, 805-665-3767. Leave a message and get a call back immediately, 805-665-3767. Or visit him online, maranatha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. Michael Anderson is local and fiduciary. No commissions, no gimmicks. Call and leave a message today. 805-665-3767.